Most of you by now know that I work at VIP Mortgage. A lot of you may not know why or how I got there. For us as LOs, we have a lot of options. And for me, VIP Mortgage was the perfect fit, the best place in my opinion to work. So if you have any questions about VIP Mortgage as an LO, or if you are a consumer and you're looking for a mortgage, you can reach out to me on social media, or you can reach out to anybody else that you may know at VIP Mortgage. And our website is VIPMTGINC.com. Welcome, everybody, to Real Talk with Ryan Madrid. Uh, first of all, I'd like to uh, thank VIP Mortgage, as always, for letting us have this beautiful room uh, that is ever-evolving. And I want to thank my nephew, Trey, over here. He was our podcast engineer. And then my sister over here, who is the podcast producer. Right, Trish? That's right. Okay, I said it right. All right, so um, this podcast is not just for real estate people. Uh, not just mortgage or realtors or title people. This is a, a real. This is a podcast for entrepreneurs, people doing cool things in 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 Arizona or wherever, um, but just people with cool stories. But at the end of the day, we are a mortgage company that's hosting this. So, and I am a mortgage banker. So, if you have anybody out there, this is a this is a shameless plug. Anybody out there that uh, you do that you do know that needs a refinance or you have clients that are purchasing a home, you know where to go, you can contact me on social media, or if you know me well, you can email me or text me. So, got that done, so moving forward. That's the first time we've done that, everybody, so we're gonna try it from here on out, because we need business to keep this thing running. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so today, a very special guest. I've said that a few times, but this one is, uh, this one's really good, because Shay, uh, oh, sorry, this person, uh, is one of uh, the first friends I kind of think I, I was kind of rolling with when I got in the business in 2013. Um, so I've seen the kind of roller coaster ride of the uh, this uh, this special individual. And uh, when we talked originally about being on here, you know, the first thing that you said was really cool about why you wanted to come, and it's the exact reason why we kind of created that. But we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, so everybody, we have Shay Castro here. Um, he is a realtor that works primarily in the North Scottsdale area. Um, heavy DC ranch guy, big DC ranch guy. Yeah. Um, so welcome Shay. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you for having me, buddy. Absolutely. Very grateful to be here. Um, so Shay is from, I'm going to do this a little bit for you because okay. I don't, it goes too long for other people. So Shay is from here, grew up in Ahwatukee. Yep. Um, you went to what high school? Mountain Point. Mountain Point. Uh-huh. With our friend Aaron Payne. Absolutely. So Shay is good buddies with Aaron Payne of yeah. VIP Mortgage. And then um, you went to and got an accounting degree at Arizona State University? Uh, finance, finance, finance degree, degree. at okay. ASU. Yep. Okay. So <clears throat> a lot of people don't know about your next step, though, which I think is really cool. kind of separates you from other people. Is from ASU, you went to where? Notre Dame, baby. Notre Dame. <laughs> that was a big deal. I, you don't hear about that a lot from people coming from, like, Arizona's like your your bachelor's and then you go to get your master's at Notre Dame. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't. I mean, that's not very rare. It's not rare. <laughs> it's, it's just it's rare. And um, let me tell you, like, I thought I was so smart at ASU because, you know, I, I graduated with a 4.0. Like yep. I was a super nerd and worked hard. <laughs> yeah. But then and I thought I was smart. And then I go to Notre Dame and I realized uh, very humbly. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah. you're like just middle of the road or. Yeah. Were most of the kids there that were in that program with you people that went to notre dame for their for their undergrad a, a lot of them went to notre dame or other kind of elite schools um, that in that under, okay. undergrad and um you know this is 2097 to 2002 so back then it was a little different so it was uh it was it was humbling it was great though it was a great experience my mom and my dad are both accounting majors okay at asu and they're both cpas so that's kind of why i did that okay that's kind of my so what so how did you like get into like how did that happen where you're like I'm gonna go to Notre Dame like and I think I'm gonna be able to get in there. Well, yeah. So <laughs> like I said, you know, it was drilled in me to be accounting, do finance. Like what mm-hmm. you know, when you're at ASU, what, what's your major? And, and my mom's like, do accounting, do finance. <laughs> so so I did that, 
And then at the time, um, Ernst and Young had a program where they were trying to take non-accounting majors and get them into the field of accounting and audit. Mm. So it was a special program through them, and, and okay. it was just amazing. Experience. So they helped you get in there. They helped me get in there, and oh, I wow. ha- it was just an amazing opportunity that I, that yeah. I jumped on, and um, and you know. Little culture shock moving from Tempe to, to South, uh, Bend. South Bend, baby. It was, it was <laughs> only time I was away from Arizona. And I couldn't wait to get back. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. So. You're like, you're, yeah. As soon as football season was over with, you were like, let's get back to Arizona uh, because that's like why you, that's the most exciting thing about Notre Dame, really, it, right? Is, is football. <laughs> well, I tell you what, man. It just like, it's such a beautiful, like, South Bend is yeah. all about Notre Dame. I mean, it's just like, tailgating there it's, it's an experience you know? yeah i would walk around campus and just be like what am i doing here like this is amazing like, <laughs> yeah like, it's yeah. just a great experience and you know it was a great learning experience I, I really look back at that time as just you know um how much i got to learn and, and meet some incredible people that are doing amazing things now Holy oh i bet yeah. so you Holy i'm sure there's gosh. people that are just murdering they're probably retired actually oh yeah oh yeah all right so you get done with with notre dame so you're there for two years yeah, two years, Notre Dame. Two years. Um, and then you come back, and you go right to work with Ernst & Young? Ernst & Young, yeah. And I did three years at Ernst & Young as an auditor. And okay. it was uh, it was crazy. It was I was working 80 to 100 hours a week during busy season. Right. And and I was making 39000 a year. And if you break it down per hour, I was making under a minimum wage. Wow. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and this is a time, uh, 2003 and four when the real estate market was on fire. And I had a lot of friends, like Aaron Payne is a good example, people I went to high school with that are making tons of money in, in real estate and mortgages. And, yeah. And I'm working my butt off in accounting and not making it. So it was a kind of a hard thing to do, but it all, you know, it was. Well, I mean, that kind of, it, it led you to, the. I mean, it happened twice for you because. Yeah. <laughs> so they, because you left her and you go right to DMB? I did. I did. Okay. So, so how did that happen? So uh, one of the cool things I wanted to share this is that when I was at ASU, I got to be an intern at DMB. And, oh, okay. And DMB Associates and. Uh, this was in in the late late 90s, and uh, DC Ranch and Silver Lake were all just dirt back then. Yep. And I I was one of the four. It was the first time they had interns, and I was I don't know how I got hired. I was so lucky to get hired. And the three guys, the other guys, were like just kind of friends and family of of right. DMB and um, just great people. One guy, uh, his name is Boots Dunlap. Like Dunlap Boulevard was named after him. Like well, like, wow. There's <laughs> family, so yeah. just great family people, and uh, and it was just a great experience because I. I got to expose to things that I never was exposed to before. Right. Um, you know, Drew, Mark, and Bennett uh, are just incredible people. And as an intern, I got to have a lot of FaceTime with them in their office and, like, talk to them. And then as an intern, I got to fly on their private jet a couple times <laughs> to go right. to their properties, Glen Wild and Park City, Utah, and mm-hmm. Lahontan and, and Lake Tahoe. And uh, we had to give a presentation at the end of the internship, and they talk about the highlights. And mine was the private jet, obviously. Right, but right, but right. the reason was is because Drew, Mark, Drew Brown, Mark, Scar, Bennett, Donuts are in the airplane, and I could ask them questions, and they couldn't leave. Like they were there the whole time. <laughs> so I look back, and they probably hated me. They're like, "Who is this guy?" Because I look back, and I was I was thinking about this last night. There was times when I would go into Drew Brown's office, and like you know, start asking him questions, and then his secretary would come in. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And Pull now, you out. now I look back, and like they're like, "Beat it, nerd!" Like. Get out of here. <laughs> So awesome. they are the nicest guys. They are. That's the thing. They are they really so are. freaking amazing. They are the nicest guys. They they just asked answered every question I had, made me yeah. feel and treated me like I was special and like I just never was just was so, so for everybody who doesn't know who they are, they're the guys that own DMB who built for I guess all our listeners outside of uh, <laughs> yeah, all of them. none of them uh, <laughs> nobody but uh, Silverleaf DM uh, Silver so let's go through it. so Silverleaf obviously DC Ranch Verado. Uh, the property in Salt Lake or Park City, uh, or? Park City, Utah, Glenwald in Park City, Utah, Kukuliula in Hawaii, uh, Lahontan in Lake Tahoe. The traded some work over there for them. Dude, that Did place really? is supposed to be insane. Yeah, he wow. did some video production work. That over place there. is absolutely. Uh, Eric, uh, someone just posted something about it. Uh, Brent Harrington on Facebook and a 10 year anniversary of the clubhouse. And that place is just absolutely. Yeah, it, the uh, thing about DMB back when I was intern and when I worked with them. They're all about legacy. That was one of their core competencies, legacy. And they wanted to leave a legacy. And obviously they have. Yeah. Those properties are timeless. And right. Uh, in a and they just keep doing big things. Absolutely. Like, yeah, so Forest cute. Highlands Meadow Course. Too. Forest Highlands. Absolutely. That's yeah. right. A lot That's of, right. A lot of, yeah. <clears throat> so they did the Meadow Course, but they didn't do, the, were they like. The they were not part of Canyon. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but they weren't the developer of, so they just did the golf course? They came in and did the, basically the second phase oh gotcha gotcha, so gotcha had been developed by a local like flagstaff developer okay and it had already been turned over i believe to the hoa so gotcha. forest highlands community 
Is that correct, Shay? Yeah. Shay, does that sound right? Yeah, and I, I just thought of us something. Can I share something? I just thought yeah. of right, right now while we were talking. is <laughs> like, I remember being an intern. I was thinking about being an intern, and I got to drive around D.C. Ranch when it was just dirt, like D.C. Yeah. Ranch Country Club and the golf course when it was getting built. And at the time, it was $200,000 to become a, a, a member. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm an intern. I'm 20 years old, eating noodle soup like broken <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and I remember saying like, I want to be a member here someday. Like I right. remember saying that, and I can't I haven't thought about that forever. But you know, um, there was no way I could ever ha- imagine it happening. But you know, I've been a member there 10 years, and it's yeah, like, like, well, that's that's a God thing. I want to yeah. <laughs> think about now how good God is. Well, so, two, you know, two, 200 grand back then, which is insane because yeah. you know that. It's dropped. That was 1999. Right. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's close to that now, right? But yeah, for a long time, up. it went back down real. I have friends that are members that got their membership for $30,000. <laughs> like, Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the roller coaster. Talk yeah, about roller coaster. Right, that's, that's, that's the wow. roller coaster. All right. So then, so you leave, you leave Ernst & Young. You go over to DMB. So okay, you just so. like, you're like, I'm done with all these hours over here. I'm going to go over to DMB. And uh, did you just approach one of those guys and be like, hey, do you need, I want a job? Yeah. So okay. l- luckily I was real close with, the, um, I was in a finance department as an intern. I stayed in contact with yeah. them, the CFO and all them. And uh, a senior financial analyst job came up. I interviewed for it. There was a, like over a hundred people I interviewed for it. And I was lucky enough to get selected. And, and so I did that for like two and a half, three years. And it was just an amazing experience. I, I helped on the pro forma for Silverleaf. And wow. again, it was all dirt. And yeah. back then in 2004 and five, you think the real estate market's crazy now. Back then it was on yeah. fire. And they were, they had auctions for their dirt for their, it would sell an acre of dirt in Silverleaf for a million dollars. And if you were lucky enough to get selected in the auction, you buy that dirt. And people like, would, right. You have like, and that was 48 hours to come up with the dough. I remember the financing back then was, uh, you know, no, 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 yeah. no down. Yeah. Uh, stated income. Yeah. Like people were just killing it. People yeah. would, under escrow, they would. So buy the land for a million dollars and sell it for a million and a half, you know, while I was under escrow. Right. Like it was just crazy times back then. So I, and then as a financial analyst, I would always have to meet with the sales team, Jeff Beardsley, um, mm-hmm. the head of sales there. And, yeah. and he was just awesome guy. And uh, I would go over Is absorption Andrew's rates father? and Andrew's yeah. father and yeah. Debbie's uh, wife. Yeah. yeah. Just great people. And, um, you know, I, I got to meet with them all the time and go, and every time I'd go into the sales office and like go over, you know, I was a finance guy to talk about their budget right. and their expenses and, you're spending too much here and whatever and what's your absorption rates and they and they were just so nice though they were always smiling having yeah. fun like every day it seemed like different for them because they were talk, dealing with different clients yeah and, and i was like also um saw what their commission checks were because we were signing off on the corporate yeah. office so I, this is know, a story that i know yeah it's a story you know <laughs> i was like what am i doing here yeah you know, i was doing very well yeah. i was uh you know making you know very good salaries with the bonus over six figures like yeah living the finance dream like that people that get Ernst and Young and do the finance and accounting. That's what your role is. And yeah. nice salary, nice titles. It was all about titles. Like, yeah. I couldn't wait. And so, you know, what crazy happened, that kind of planted a seed of seeing that. And then I uh, I just got this kind of thing of like, my my boss was a finance director and then the CFO, and they were both young guys. And I was thinking, dang, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get promoted much in this. Yeah. And an opportunity came at Silverleaf that was a Silverleaf sales assistant. And I uh, I saw that and it just like hit me. I was like, I want to do that. And the salary was thirty nine thousand. Like, thirty nine <laughs> is an p- important number of my life. <laughs> yeah. and, and, I, and I'll tell you why later. Yeah. So, like, age and everything. So I went from making a lot to a huge, huge yeah. pay cut. And um, you know, it's funny. I, I thought about the the interview process. Um, I had taken real estate classes through DMB. They offered them, mm-hmm. and, but I never did the test. And so I did the classes. And a year later, this opportunity comes up, and it required a real estate license. And so I went to the interview, and uh, Jeff Beardsley, he looks at me, he's like, what are you doing here? Like, <laughs> well, you're way overqualified. Yeah. Why are you going to be a sales assistant? And two, why the heck would we hire someone with their zero sales experience to work at the number one sales office in Arizona, which it was at the time. Yeah. And they were guys were killing it. And I said, uh, I said, well, it's like teaching someone how to play golf. You want someone who's never played before, teach them the right way. Right. And he loved that. And so I was a sponge, man. I For two years, I got the job. Well, I, I had two weeks to get my license, so I had to take the, you know study for the test again. Did you pass it the first time? Oh, yeah. I, I, I went nerd mode, of course. <laughs> and, uh, and so anyway, so uh, I did that for two years, man. It was an amazing experience. It was like uh, getting an MBA in sales. I was absorbed everything and just took it all in and just saw how they acted. And and that was kind of what led into real estate. And I'll just kind of go quickly about how it all happened is then 2008 came, 2008 and nine when real estate just yeah. crashed, right? and. You know, the goal was to become an agent with Silverleaf, but they kind of, you know, I haven't shared this with money, but I was going to share it with you. Like, I basically got fired. Like, they yeah. let me go because there was no opportunities. Real estate was 
tightening up and all that stuff. So I kind of was like, what am I going to do? I was kind of lost, man. And, uh, you know, I, I tried different opportunities thinking of get, getting back into finance and accounting. And long story short, um, I had met Frank Azami. He had brought a client to Silver Life. And at this point, I was like taking clients out and yeah. doing that stuff. Awesome dude. Just an yep. amazing person. And he, he had me over at, uh, come over to Sotheby's private client group. And that's when I first joined private client group. And, and so now for that, from then, 2018 till now, this journey, um, I'll I mean, just kind no, of let's back up real quick. Uh, yeah. yeah, 2008. Let's oh. go back over okay. a little bit because we met in 2013. Yes. And you were with Frank at that time. Yep. Um, and you were doing good, though. Like, thir- 13, it, t- it already turned. So so you were kind of like a, uh, you know, you were kind of a, a big deal in, in that little area. I mean, well, you reminded in our me, world. You reminded me how I met you. I uh, Yeah. You invited me to that event. That's right. So we had Luis Ortiz, that event. <laughs> Trisha, oh, my gosh. Trisha was actually the, She was actually the... Uh, Photographer and Trey was too. too. No way. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that was 2014, maybe. But um, yeah, that's kind of when we really started hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but you were you were you were doing really well at that time. Uh, um, what what I in our minds, I guess, and you were doing like 30 million bucks a year. More, more than more, that. More I, than I, that. I, yeah. I did my best numbers like still today. It was still on 13, 14. Like I I crushed it, and yeah. I was uh, basically at that time I was on my own. So like. Over the time I went, and, yeah. and I, I can explain where I've gone. But and like 2013 was a great year, 2013, 14, and, and like success-wise, and, you know, making way more money than I could even imagine. Like, right. just absolutely crushing, like, you know, I, I never thought I'd be making millions yeah. of dollars. Like, you were killing it. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, lo- life happened, and, and a lot of stuff happened. And uh, <laughs> yeah. one cool Don't thing Don't blame I'll, it all on me, though. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, hanging out with you, but <laughs> I, I, I had to. Um, yeah, this is great. And, like, I was uh, – uh, um, what do you call it? 40 under 40, the Phoenix business journal. Yeah. Like, it was a big deal. Phoenix business journal is a, the, yeah, that's a, a good deal. one. That's it's the good one. That's a good one. And it was just cool. Cool stuff. Was but we were going out a lot, dude. We had like fun and, and absolutely, and, you know, I was single, you were single. Yeah. Collar was single. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. A lot of our friends were, yeah. we were and so we were, we were spending our money and, and just on social stuff uh, and, and social going, stuff. it was always something to do every night. So it was super, it was easy. And, uh, it was and fun, bro. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen, yeah, <laughs> it was a great time. And during the but during those times, you know, I saw you get engaged once. I saw you get engaged yeah. again. I saw you get divorced, and <laughs> you you went down like like our focus maybe yours worse than mine. We went you just lost focus at times, yeah, right? Absolutely. So it was definitely absolutely. like an up and down yeah. dip, right? And and which is kind of the cool part of like kind of just getting into where we're at now. It's like. You know, after your last kind of dip, you know, well, actually, you know what? You have a cool story about your dad that I think you should probably yeah, tell. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, <laughs> Before we go there. Yeah, and I, I will go there, and um, I want to – I got a cool story I can share about that stuff and, you know, fun times. and Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm here to kind of share a testimony. Yeah, Because I, I – yep. you know, I'll say this, and I'll go back to, it, but like, you know – Partying was fun. Partying is fun, and that and it was yeah. a part of my of my life, and and had a huge impact on my father's life too. And I, this is kind of what I wanted to share today. Yeah. Mostly is like about my dad. Is, um, you know, my dad was my hero, and I, I have a lot of into, uh, a lot of co- in common with my father. He's the yeah. youngest of three. I have two older brothers. He had two older siblings. He's the only one who went to college, and he, um, he met my mom their freshman year at ASU. They. Uh, uh, he came from a Mexican Catholic kind of family, and she came from a, a Jewish family, like mm-hmm. complete opposites. And uh, he got his accounting degree, got his CPA, and started his own business, and became very successful, and just did very, very well. And was we had a beautiful house in, in Ahwatukee. He was a great father, um, soccer coach. Like one thing I want to say about you, bro. Like you're a great dad, and I love that about you, bro. Like, I give you a lot that. of a lot of respect, man. Like you give your kids unconditional love, and you're proud of them, and like that's. Have a father is like that's what a father is like that is so important and 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 that is I'm real proud of you. About I appreciate that, that dude. absolutely, man. So, um, you know, my dad was all that. Whatever he did, he was going to be the best at. And um, you know, talk about like lost opportunities in the '70s. My dad. Okay, well, let me start. With my grandfather. My grandfather from Nogales, eighth grade education, built a house in Nogales, a bus, turned a bus into a house on top of a hill, and then below it, built ten houses with his own hands. And with those 10 houses, he rented them out. That's how he made his money. Wow. So it was always, real estate was always on his mind. So my father bought a lot of land. In, in the early 70s, where the Chandler Mall is, my dad owned 
acres and acres of land where wow. Levine is. My dad owned so much land. So he was just buying land buying all land the time. And for che- super cheap back in the early right. 70s. I mean, it was so wow. cheap. It was nothing. Smart. And, um, you know, and I look back and if what, what I'm about to tell you didn't happen, you know, my life would be completely different. I'd have a family office. I Instead of being a realtor, I'd be the oh, yeah. president of the Castro <laughs> yeah. family office. I yeah. mean, it would be. You'd be whole, working the, the, the family money. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. You know, God had different plans, but you know, yeah. So can't. But but anyway, so just living the life, like living the dream life. But then, um, like me, uh, well, not like me. When he was thirty nine, so two things happened at thirty nine: my life and his life, completely different. So at thirty nine, he was doing everything right until then, and he said, uh, "Man, I never really got to party. Like, I my mom was his first girlfriend, basically. He was you know a nerd in high school and all that stuff." And now he's rich and he has other stuff. So he wants to go out and party and he wants to do this. And, and, but like me, he started hanging out with the wrong people and the wrong, <laughs> no, not you, bro. I'm not, I'm not saying you. <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while. No, no, bro. Yeah. I love you, man. <laughs> not, not you. Not That's you. Not, not. We're not running parallel lives here. Is what you, you did yeah. not. No. Your, your dad's awful, was a little bit awful extreme people. for you. Awful people like that were just, um, just totally using them and you know, all that stuff. And, you know, I've had similar experiences. Like when I'd go to Old Town and people, I'd have a, a table full of people and then the bill yeah. would come and everyone's out and I'd yeah. pay it. You know, like that was my life for a long time. Mm-hmm. So he had that. And 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 I'm thank God that I never met, had someone around like this around my life. But someone, you know, obviously they were doing the drugs and partying and stuff, but someone gave him heroin. And bro, I tell you what, like heroin, anyone that's addicted to heroin, like it sucks your soul. It steals your soul away. And um, it, my dad dealt with it for 10 years, and it just completely so, so, decimated so, you guys. It ruined us. I mean, he 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 ruined it, it ruined our whole family. Like I was in middle school and high school, and it was just I was we had this big house and we had like no electricity in it, no hot water, like just all this stuff that was going on wow. as a kid. I had no idea. Like I had to go to my best friend's house to take a shower before school. Like like Jeez, I, I, mean, I didn't I, know that. I didn't know this actually to the depth. Uh, no, she uh, she. Uh, you know, she was a stay-at-home mom. I have yeah. two older brothers that are eight and seven years older than me, and then me. And so she never worked, but she was an accounting, was a CPA. So she had to go back to work, and um, and she left them. And you know, uh, a lot of, a lot of like what my pain was, was what my father did stuff that I would say would be, I used to say it was unforgivable. Yeah. I, I mean, the way he what he did to me, to my brothers, to my yeah. mom. I mean, it just absolutely. And it, heroin took his soul away. So he was just a terrible person. And and I dealt with that, and um, so I don't want to say. I'm mean, sorry to stop yeah, you. Yeah. So you said for ten years. So he, so he got off, and he like it stopped well, using. Well, it? let me. Um, okay. So okay, this because this all ties into my okay. t- my testimony. So, um, so uh, you know, I think I told you my mom was Jewish. My dad. Yeah. So like when, when Christmas came, it was a crazy time because we'd have Hanukkah gifts, and my mom's family right. was like awesome with the Christmas tree and Christmas lights, <laughs> and then my birthday is the day after Christmas. So it was always a best special time for me. So uh, this one time, um, I'm now I'm at Notre Dame and, and it's Christmas time, so I'm back at home, and uh, and my dad was supposed to pick me up for Christmas and take me to lunch for my birthday, and he ghosted me, like straight up ghosted me, like he always yeah. did. Like it was just one. That's at that time it just was regular. Yeah. So he ghosted me and is like whatever. And then so January, March, April, May, uh, May fourth, I'm golfing with my mom. Um, I'm back home, golfing with my mom and my brothers um, call me and they're like, hey. I'm real tight with my brothers. They're like, we're at mom's house. Well, you know, come, come hang out. Like, come, come, come down when you're done golfing. And uh, this is 18 years ago, bro. And I, I walk in my mom's house. And I remember this like it was yesterday. I walk in, my two older brothers stand up from the couch. They look at me and they go, dad is dead. Like, straight up, dad is dead. Like, I lost it, bro. Like, I, I, I could not believe it. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I haven't thought about my dad in, in months, you mm-hmm. know. And I was obviously very angry at him resentful very angry pissed off yeah and then now he's gone and and you know i never got to tell him anything and never got to talk to him and he's yeah. just gone and <clears throat> any little hope that i had in god that i if i believed in god was completely gone like yeah. i blame god for it i'll be honest i blame yeah. god for it and um and it just it ruined me and so for those uh, since that time i was doing life on my own bro and i was yeah. just like like, we were always searching, right? It's always searching, man. And like, God's not real. If God was real, why would he do that? Right. Why would he let my dad die like that? And yeah. um, so much pain and hurt and all that stuff. So it really affected me a lot. And, um, and I'll just, and I'll go to the testimony part. Okay. So just yeah. imagine, so, the, so those years, 
uh, of of the craziness and all the ups and downs and all that stuff was a lot of that because like if I just thought about my dad I'd I'd break down bro I'd just break down get super depressed super sad you know and just mm-hmm. go into a dark place and you know how do you cure that you go out and party you know yeah. try to try to try to mask it with other things so um, so that was a lot of the extra so find love <clears throat> yeah yeah party. absolutely yeah. absolutely brother and and uh, a lot of a lot of the stuff so that we kind of mentioned before and so I uh, November fifteenth, two thousand eighteen. I have the date written down. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm at this ninja installation ch- class. It's like sales, and if it's mm-hmm. a four day class of teaching you how to install a new, you know, ninja sales. Yeah, techniques. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and the first two days are all about mindset, and I'm in there, and uh, there's a couple other agents. There's full of agents, and it's you know eight hours, and we have breaks in between. And during one of the breaks, uh, this agent comes to me and he's like, man, this mindset, mindset stuff is cool. Like, and I, I've read a lot of self-help books. I yeah. know a lot of stuff. And he goes, but you know what my wife and I do? We just, we just read the Bible to our kids every, every morning. And all the stuff that he's talking about is in there. I'm like, okay, dude, that's cool. That's <laughs> weird. Like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. I've never even read the Bible, never opened it. Like, yeah. I, I had a Bible. Yeah. Like, for my, my, my brother's sister gave me a Bible, like, 10 years prior to that. Yeah. And I had moved many times and the Bible yeah. always came, but I never opened it. Like, yeah. I always had it. So, um, so he says that. And then, um, during another break, another, he comes back with another guy. And now I look back and I look, they were chasing after me, bro. Like, yeah. It was beautiful. I'm so thankful for them. And that's what I tried to do. And I was chasing after people that are hurt. And they could see yeah. I was hurt. I was at a low point. I had just gotten divorced. Yeah. Uh, business was down. Uh, you know, I hadn't made a sale for months and months and, you know, like just, Stuff and financial stuff and yeah. you know, divorce, all that stuff. They is saw, expensive. so did they just see? Did they just feel it in you because they didn't know you, right? They knew that one guy. This other guy that I'm going to tell you about. Yeah. He knew me. Uh, he knew about my dad, and that something. Oh, okay. Something I will like me telling you this about my dad, and even on microphone. Five years ago, I would not even think about doing. No one knew about yeah. my dad. I kept that so tight. Yo, I didn't I, know that obviously because I didn't know he was dead. Yeah, and I've known you for a long time. Exactly, bro. So, that's, that's how I was. Yeah. I was so secret. I was just because it was so much shame and and, yeah. and just terribleness. Like I, I'm trying to sell multi million dollar houses and yeah, yeah. My dad's a heroin, you know, died yeah. heroin. Like you know, that's not cool. And um, you know, and the way he died too he was in a jail cell. He had gotten arrested. Um, he was. You know, the police report says he basically ripped through his freaking arms and bled out in a jail cell. Wow. So he went from a multimillionaire, great life to yeah. dying in a jail cell like that. It's a lot of shame, right? And yeah. so, um, and so he, man, the way he said this, bro, and this is what changed my whole life. And this is why I've been a completely different person since then. Mm-hmm. He goes, and it wasn't judgy. He wasn't judging me. He wasn't anything. He goes, have you ever, uh, you don't want to be born again in a shade. And I go, bro, don't even come at me like that. Like, <laughs> like you don't want to, you don't want to, yeah. like, you're yeah. lucky we're in a room full of people. Like, yeah. I used to wrestle in high school. Yeah. Like, take them down. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so, uh, so he, uh, he goes, well, he, he said it really awesome. He goes, well, this is how I know it. This is how I see it. Like, this is what I know. Basically, this is how I know. When you're born again, you're a baby yeah. and you get a chance to start life over again as a baby. And now your dad is not your dad who gave you birth. Your dad is God. And he's going to love you unconditionally like a dad is supposed to love you. He's going to be there for you like a freaking dad. He's going to be there someone you can talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to love you like a dad. He's going to like talk to him. And, bro, like, I still get chills by, by it. Like, and when, it, when he said that, just like, something came through me. And I, like, I literally got up and I went to a church and talked to the pastor and asked him, <laughs> what the heck does this all mean, dude? Really? Yeah. At Impact Church, Pastor, pastor Todd. I, I go, what is this? What is this? What just happened? And he t- he prayed over me and he said, well, you know, will you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Like, will you let, bring yeah. out your life? And I said, absolutely. And I did that, bro. And something changed in me. Like, I can't tell you. My heart changed. My heart changed. And like, I, I talked to God. Like, I talked to my dad, like, every single day. Like, I'm just talking. I talk to him on the way here. I'm just yeah. talking, praying, is talking to God. And, mm-hmm. and I'm just learning that it's a freaking having a relationship with God. Like I, I never had that before and right. it can talk to him and he loves you. He's going to, he's going to discipline you like a dad, but <laughs> right. it's out of love, bro. It's out right. of love and not out of like, you know, you did this wrong, like a GPS thing. Like you take a GPS <laughs> here, like, which I was taking here. Like <laughs> you take the wrong way. It's not gonna, like, yeah. you, dumb, you dumb ass, you went the wrong way. It's like, yeah. it's like, no, you know, rerouting. You're good. Yeah. Like, I still love you. Like you're good. We're going to, we're going to be there. So that, 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 that changed my whole life, bro. And, and since then, I can, if I can just tell you like my journey, I, I go to church every Sunday, dude. And, and. Um, for the last three years, I haven't missed a Sunday, and I, I actually average going to church twice a weekend. I go to uh, Impact Church is my home church, but mm-hmm. every weekend I go to uh, either Gateway 
church? CCV, Scottsdale Bible, or Impact. I go to one, two, two to three of them a weekend at different times, and each one is a non-denominational right. Christian church. Each pastor has amazing something amazing to say that like changes my life and makes me feel good and just brings in positive energy that just I can't describe like gives me a sense of joy and purpose and happiness, man. Yeah, that I've never ever had you, way more of the, of the joy and, and purpose you get from going out to to uh, Dakota. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Trisha, since you had a Catholic and Jewish. Backgrounds? Did you yeah. not grow up going to mass or so synagogue? I I did. My mom, they, they both tried to make have us go, and I was so lost. I mean, I remember going there and not having any connection or even knowing what I was doing. Uh, rules, you know, you gotta go abide by these rules. You do this, and I, I remember being a, a mass and just completely lost. Like, what is going on right yeah. now? I don't even know what's happening. And so, well, I think that that's common. Uh, yeah. That's why a lot of people are going to the CCVs and the impact churches and all this, because it's, it's more like a message that a guy just, it's basically like, don't do bad things to people and be a good person. But it's, there's a story, right? And it's not so just rigid Absolutely. and hard to understand. And but what made you pick, this is a good question because like when you decided like, okay, I just heard this now. What, what made you go, okay, I'm going to go to Impact? Because there's just one okay. closest to your house or what? No, so I, okay, so my ex-wife, um, yeah. like the most amazing thing she ever did was, was make, she made me go to church. Like that was the thing. She made me go to church. Mm -hmm. And I would sit there, bro, and with my arms crossed, like this is stupid. I'll judge everyone. Yeah. People weren't, you know, I was, I was like, I went to Mass at Notre Dame and man, you're dressed up. You're dressed to the nines. Like you're, the, people are wearing shorts and t-shirts yeah. at Impact. I'm like, what is going on? And. And then I just was like, why are these people with their hands up? Like, I was super judgy. Like, yeah. I was that guy. And so for a good year, I was going to Impact Church because of her. And she made me go, which I'm, I yeah. look back, I'm so grateful that she, like, that's the reason God brought her into my life. Yeah. You know, obviously she was a complete wrong person for me, but that little thing that she did planted that seed. So when I got divorced, there was about seven months where I stopped going to impact because as soon as I got divorced, like I don't have to go to church anymore. Yeah, like I was right, like, right. I could go out Sunday fun day. Like yeah. I could go back to my old ways and not yeah. have to do that and play golf and you know, yeah. do that other stuff. So that was like seven months of that, bro. And then seven months later, that's when I, um, November 15th happened when he said that. And that's why I went to impact church. That's why I went there. So, um, to even know what's going on. And then I tell you what, bro, that next Sunday I went, it was like a completely different church. Like I actually saw it for what it was mm -hmm. that these people, have their hand now now i'm one of those guys that when the worship goes i have my eyes closed and my hands up and i'm just feeling it or I, if my eyes are open i'm reading the words because they put the words on the screen mm -hmm. and the, the singers are so freaking passionate like they're just so like they're called worship leaders they're not there to entertain you right. they're there to lead you to worship and what that means is like you see what they're saying you see the words like the words that they write and that they're talking about is all about love forgiveness grace joy. i mean love god is love like that's what love is and like I've talked to so many people and just know that God is love and he loves you and everything good in your life is because of God and anything bad is, you know, the devil, the devil's very strong too, bro. He is strong and he attacks all the time. Yeah. And I've just constantly doing my best to just listen to God's word. What's God telling me in a situation and God is more powerful than the devil and he's going to take over that and he's going to, um, you know, fear is a very, very strong thing and that's the fear. The devil pries on fear and he puts that doubt in your mind and, you know, what I love about church, just, just on Sunday, um, he said, fear is the assassin of opportunities. And I look back at my life and different opportunities that I was presented with, that God presented me with amazing opportunities, and I let fear take over, and I lost those opportunities. Yeah. Millions, That's of, well millions said. of dollars. Yeah. Fear is the assassin of opportunity. You need to write that, that down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was Impact so, Church on Sunday. This, so, yeah. so, okay, so say, you, say this Sunday, right? You go to Impact, right? Mm -hmm. And you do, say, whatever, the 8 a.m. Nine, 9 o'clock and 11.15. Uh, it's, it's not mass, bro. It's worship. Okay, it's like, worship. Right. Yeah, yeah. We're learning. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I, love, I love you, bro. So, <laughs> so what will you be like, all right, well, I just had lunch. I don't have anything to do. I'm going to go to CCV now and see what they've got going on for their worship, right? Uh, like, was that what happens? 100%. Okay. 100%. I, I, like, Do you ever go Saturday night? Uh, yes. You're like, okay. I go Saturday night. Um, they even have Thursdays. A couple Thursdays at Highlands and Gateway have Thursdays. And I just go. And, yeah. dude, you go, you walk in, everyone is super welcoming. Hey, how are you? Yeah. I, so you're no, going by yourself. Oh, so totally. Like you were taking a friend with you. I go by myself, man. And I will say this. My mom, who's Jewish, very strict Jewish family growing mm -hmm. up, like, I have family members that are, like, 
fled the Nazis to come in the Holocaust, like all crazy stuff. She, she, they live in uh, Akatio. Her and my 90 year old stepfather, they drive from Akatio all the way to Impact Church as much as not every Sunday, as much as they can to come to church with me on Sunday. Oh, that's awesome. And bro, it, it so that's when I go, I go with them. And then I, like, there was this one time I was at church and he was talking, he was talking about forgiveness. And, and, and if, you know, if they call it hurts, habits, and hangups is kind of their thing. And he was talking about that. That was their celebrate recovery. That's their big tagline. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about that stuff. And, um, my mom, I look over and she's crying. She's just crying. I'm like, whoa. And so I take her to lunch afterwards. I'm like, mom, why are you crying so much? She goes, I just thought, like, if your dad had a chance to listen to this message, right. <laughs> he, he would have stopped, man. Yeah. Oh, that makes me cry, dude, because it's like, oh. he would have stopped his, his way, his wicked ways, and he would have changed. And, yeah. you know, and, 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 and do that 39, bro, I'll be honest, like, that after I got divorced, like, I was on a wicked path again, and it could have gone bad, and, uh, you know, drugs and partying and all that stuff it was right back at it like I got right back into it and it could have I could have been I could be I should I probably should be dead dude like many times you did not get that heavy into that don't get don't 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 go too hardcore on yourself because oh can I I I don't want to I I don't know (laughs) can I share a story can I share a Miami story okay I, I mean, wasn't there, so this is all, this is all pertaining to shaded stuff after him and I were yeah, not. It's not out you, bro. No, 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 bro. You are you after are, his you divorce, actually were I have good not for, seen him. No, this is before. <laughs> this is 2013. Back okay, to 2013. Okay. So, yeah, you know, 2013. I you know I made over a million dollars net uh, commissions, all that good stuff, and I was doing very well and making yeah. way too much money. And then, um, of course, a buddy was like, lived in Miami. He was a GM at, at the Standard Hotel, and he started a clothing company. He's like, hey, bro, why don't you come invest? And of course, sure. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know how many yeah. stupid things I invested in, yeah. bro, you have no idea. Nightclubs, all yeah. that dumb stuff. And uh, and uh, so I, I I did that. And so he got me a suite at his hotel, at the Standard Hotel, which is amazing. Yeah. Like it has this pool that you either have to stay at the hotel or have a membership, like a country club membership for the pool. And these people with the yachts would just pull in and just like jump in the pool, have lunch, and then take off on their yachts. It was just a whole wow. different life. And it was during yeah. Art, Art Basel was the, uh, the whole... Um, yeah, uh, that that week and and so, three nights, three That's days. The, uh, art art thing, festival, yeah. festival, and yeah. it was just just yeah, so much wealth, so many yeah. amazing people and filthy rich people come in to buy like like thirty million dollar paintings. Absolutely, bro, and some of the people that I saw and got to hang out with and party with, and it was just it was amazing. I got, yeah. I mean, he was very well connected because you know the GM at the Standard Hotel. Yeah, he knows a lot of people, so we're out all the nice nightclubs and you know basically three nights of not sleeping. I'm just partying, bro. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, it was fun. Like, <laughs> it was fun. And uh, so, and, and the reason I'm going to tell this story, and I haven't, like, I, I buried this story, bro. I haven't thought about yeah, this story. And, this. and uh, uh, so part of my new life, I have a Bible study. I do a Bible study. Yeah. I have it tonight, every Wednesday night. Uh, Ten dudes, awesome, awesome people. Um, you might know some of the guys. I won't mention their names, but, like, one of them kills it in commercial real estate. Like, one of the top producers. I just love his life, like, the way he's such a godly person. One guy, his dad is a um, Hall of Fame pitcher, like just awesome, tall, good looking, wife is gorgeous. Like you look at them and like their lives are perfect. Right. But then you get in a Bible study and you talk about some real stuff, kind of like this podcast. Yeah. Right. And you realize everyone has issues, man. Yeah. Everyone's going through stuff. So it's just a great way to like just to, yeah. to be truthful and honest with other brothers. And uh, so the leader of it, this guy, he said, uh, he gave us an assignment. He said, I want you to go back through your life and see a timeline of when God was with you. And so I went through that and it was like an assignment and we had to come back and present it. So I came back and presented this story. Mm-hmm. So it was the first time I told the story since it happened. No one knew about this. So that's why I'm in no, a, you know, nobody knew about this at all. No, bro. Wow. I did not tell anybody. So, Holy cow. so I'm a, <clears throat> so the last Sunday night we're at the live, live uh, nightclub in Fountain blue. And I've never been to Miami. So bro, it, uh, <laughs> I want to, this is 2013 when little Wayne was like the, the man, right? Yeah. Had, we were at a table right next to little Wayne. Like, <laughs> I mean, just like having more fun than you could ever imagine. Like right. it was just, I thought I was so cool. And yeah. I think I tried to talk to little Wayne, but he was like, beat a nerd. Like, yeah. <laughs> who are you? But, uh, just like total, like craziness. Yeah. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, it's the morning. It's the morning. I still haven't slept in three days. And I have to freaking catch a flight to Arizona and get back home. So I go uh, in my cab, get a cab, and um, I said, hey, can you take me to the hotel, get, get my stuff so I can go to the airport? He's like, yeah. So I tipped him, and he's waiting for me. I get my stuff going, and then he starts driving me to the airport. <clears throat> in the airport, all of a sudden, man, I feel my heart is, like, pounding, like, pounding, dude. Like, like mm-hmm. just, it, it's going to fall out of my – so it's like I'm – 
And I start screaming on top of my lungs, I'm dying, I'm effing dying, oh, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, what? stop this. Stop. So he's, he's like, what? He's freaking out. He's like a foreigner. He's like, what's yeah. going on? What's going on? He's freaking out. So he freaking get, he stops the cab in the middle of this busy road. I jump out and I lay it on the ground. And I, and I see car, feel cars just going by me. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm like blacking out, going in and out of consciousness. And I go, and then I just said, home. I had like a sense of calm. Like, I'm going to die. I'm dying right now. Like, am I having a heart attack? I'm going to die. And, and then I, and mind you, I hated God. I blamed him for my dad dying. I yeah. didn't even think about God. But I, I remember saying this, dude, and I didn't even think about this until I had this assignment to do this. I remember saying, God, if you're real, will you not let me die? I don't want to die right now. Like, don't let me die. Yeah. I, I prom- and then I said, I promise I'll start being a good guy. I'll stop partying. I'll stop doing this. I'll start going to church with, with a joke. You know, like, I just promise I'll do all this stuff. Right. Just don't let me die. Next thing I know, I kind of remember being in the ambulance. I kind of remember. And then I, I remember waking up. And I'm at a hospital. I have all these tubes on my arms, like all this stuff. And the nurse is like, oh, crazy night, huh? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, where the heck were you going? I go, well, I was on the way to the airport to fly back to Arizona. She goes, oh, my goodness. She goes, if you would have gone on the airplane and this happened, you'd be dead. You'd be dead. Like, wow. And she goes, do you know who that cab driver was? I, I go, no. And he goes, he saved your life. He, he was your angel, basically. He put his cab behind you. Because you were in the middle of the road. He had to like, back up behind you. Oh, my God. Put his blinkers on on a busy highway in the middle of the day <laughs> on a freaking... Oh, my goodness. And wait for the ambulance Jesus. to come get me. <sighs> so I get, I get better. I, get, um, I obviously miss my flight. You know, I fly back home. I think it's Wednesday or Thursday or Wednesday. Guess what I did that Friday night? Partied. Went out in Old Town and partied. I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm good. I, and wow. And obviously, God saved my life, and He loved yeah. me that much to save my life. He did it. I'm giving Him the glory and the credit now. Yeah. At the time, I didn't. Yeah. And that's the difference, man. And, and we know what's crazy though. Okay, Trish. Okay, so you haven't really talked about um, your mom. So as a mother, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, watching yeah, yeah. this, obviously she went through hell with your dad. Did she have any clue? Like man. how reckless you, you were being. Um, well, you know, first of all, my mom is the best. I love her so much. Like I, you know, I, I would, uh, I had this stuff thing, you know, well, why she treated me certain ways and stuff, because, you know, she, she grew up in a way, you know, with Jewish parents and grandparents that were just like very fear-based. Everything was fear-based. Yeah. So I, I was led with a lot of fear. And, and so I, I did this, but now I like realize she was going through hell with my dad. Yeah. I mean, she went through absolute hell with my, and my brothers, like, you know, unfortunately my dad was. My brothers were old enough to kind of be involved older with my dad, so he mm-hmm. could take my dad influenced him badly and mm-hmm. stuff. And um, so she went through hell. And, you know, she's when I was going through it, she she knew, but she would pray. And my mom was a praying mama, and she would pray. And you know, I thank her so much for getting me out of that. And yeah. you know, that's why I'm, I talk to my mom every day. We play golf like a couple of days as much as possible. Yeah, um, just hang out. Like, yeah, she she went through a lot, and I. You know what's right. crazy? Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt. No. I'm going to say this. Like, obviously, I didn't know this story. I, like, but I didn't know that your dad had passed away either. But, like, you were not really that big of a partier. <laughs> like, you did, obviously. But, like, dude, this is, like, shocking stories, like, that I'm hearing right now. Undercover, like, bro. You are an undercover. Undercover assassin, bro. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> you yeah. have no idea, bro. Like, you have I mean, no idea. You, you know, I know you had like a long time in the in the, the old town scene and stuff, you yeah. know, before and after me. But like, it, I do remember the stories of like you buying tables though, and then like nobody pitching in and hearing oh, those bro. stories. And I would get tables that. at multiple nightclubs. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, but that's is crazy though. I think like it, what's cool is that you know we te- I tease you a little bit about like you know the praying and all that sort of stuff. Like uh, I, I can't remember what the text I said to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was joking. Uh, but, like, obviously, I'm happy for you, and it's gone this direction for you because, you know, like, I do get, I did get worried about you, too. Just, course, and not really, course. not the partying as much as just, like, your life. Like, I was just like, dude, it sucks. Like, I yeah. hate to see my friends, like, not, not, like, f- like succeeding and, and, yeah. and kind of just being lost. Yeah. And, and, and you tail off, and I wouldn't hear from you, and then you tail off, and you come back in, and you tail off, and you come back in. Um, and then when you, it made, but when they, when you said, hey, you know, I found God and, mm. and, you know, and you were just kind of telling me a little bit, it, that made a ton of sense to me. Yeah. Right. I was like, okay, this is the guy that this is, this makes sense for someone like Shay yeah. who would find that and take it and roll with it. And he needed it. Absolutely. And, and it's so it's, it's cool to hear the, you know, 
the real reasons. Yeah. Not just because oh, you know your business sucked and like no. you weren't doing good and you had a you had a shitty marriage and all that sort of stuff. Like these are deep dark things that you that none of your real friend group knew. No, I hid it from everybody. And uh, so this is freaking nuts, actually. Yeah, uh, and I, I, I'm glad I got to share this with man. Like, like yeah, because like, like, this is good stuff. And yeah, it, no, it's super. It's 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 awesome. And it and it's what's tr what's crazy about it is the truth. Like so again, yeah. going back to like the self help books, those helped me out a lot. But now I read I. I do. I read the Bible every single day and I'm learning things, bro, that like, I know this, I've heard this before and I've learned yeah. that those books kind of take, take it from the Bible and turn it into their own words right. and sell it, which is a beautiful thing. Cause you got the word without knowing it. And like, um, you know, I, I used to hear everything happens for a reason. You know, people say that mm -hmm. you know, for a reason, just be cool, you know, and you hear that, but it never really made sense. And then I'm reading the Bible in Romans. It says all things work together for your good for those who love the Lord and are called to his purpose. And that hit me so hard because it's like, okay, my dad dying, it sucks. Like, it's not good. Mm -hmm. It's not a good thing. But, like, I'm going to use it for good to share my story and to share. I've shared that story with people who have a father and never looked at dad, uh, at God as, like, a dad, as a father figure. Yeah. Like, he's your heavenly father. So that, that little thing, I help people see yeah. that. So it, it's just changed my whole, my heart, my mind, everything, bro. And it. Uh, so, so. It, I don't want to like bypass that. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. It's awesome. So, you're how like quickly where did you see like the turn of like okay things are things are falling into place now for me like like business is starting to pick up like my like my personal life starting to get better my golf game starting to get better <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> two two handicap now baby <laughs> oh, nice. um, but you know because you were in it like you said your business was not good no, and then how, yeah. how quickly like when you started like really getting back into or getting into to going to church and stuff did things change pretty much immediately bro really? and, like, and it, it you know it's in the bible too about like tithing like that's yep. i never even understood what that meant what that was and it's like one of the only things in the bible that says you can test me on test god on if you give to the church like god's going to provide for you abundantly he's going to provide your your they say it impact all the time provide your needs not your greeds and he's going to just bless you with abundance. And so, uh, like the new impact church, I, I gave a huge donation, like five figure stuff that I never would have ever thought about giving a yeah. church for that kind of money. And, and I tied, t I tied 10% of my gross commission. Like every time I get a big commission check, my gross 10% goes straight to impact church. Like, Jeez. how does that well, happen? They just like pull from no, your bank I, account? I, no, I, I, send, check? I send it uh, direct on my, on my, my app on the phone. What? I just send it wow. and, and I give it with joy, bro. I give it like, oh, dude, I, bet. I give it like, I'm thanking God that I have a chance to give this much money because God provided that, that check, that client, that stuff. And, and when you give God glory, man, and give him the credit. And that's why I always say God is good. And like, yeah. I'm not ashamed to say it, bro. Cause yeah. it's true in my life and in everyone's life. Like God is, God loves us all, man. He loves everybody. And that's one thing I'm learning about myself too, is like, I used to, um, they call it false idols in the Bible. Money was my false, false idol. If I cared more about money than anything else, I put money above anything else. And, yeah. and if you had money, I thought you were way more amazing than anyone else because I, I worshiped you. Like you're an awesome person. And it's basically what you could do for me kind of thing. And right. And now I'm trying to learn to love everybody. Everyone. You thought it was cool because the guy who was a GM at the standard and you're going to go to. Yeah. You know, and or Basil. And yeah. Basil and yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. We all do. Yeah. You know, it, like, I think that's normal cultural stuff that we all go through. And, and but it's cool. You know, you, you eventually just go through like those sweet suits that we used to buy and, and, and the shout out to peter we still love you yeah. but you know that i used to, we used to wear all the time get all fancy yeah. up and stuff it's like it's like pulling teeth it's get me to find a jacket nowadays <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and the priorities of going out and do, yeah. you know and doing all those fancy stuff yeah it's 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 different but can i ask a rapid fire question absolutely okay so don't ask what his favorite book is though uh, that's what i was about to say aside <laughs> from the bible <laughs> yeah other than the bible okay what is your okay. favorite book or is there a mentor out there a particular author so a book uh is called purpose driven life and it's by pastor rick rick warren and he was actually the mentor of pastor travis at impact church and he wrote this book and the first line in the book it's called it says it's not about you it's that hit me so hard it's not about you what's, what's your purpose in life and when you when you take yourself out of it and humble yourself and realize that your purpose is not about you it's about you know, giving God glory, giving him credit and, and, and loving people. That's my, you know, it, it's kind of a workbook in a, in a sense. And one, one of the days it's like truly ask God what your purpose is. And mm -hmm. I was in the shower, bro. And I started praying and I, I kind of felt 
it was just to love people, to love people, make people feel good about themselves, and and uh, you've always been that way, though. I, I've always had a big heart, man. Uh, God is always God, a big heart. God has blessed me with a big heart, and like that's that's one thing I've, I love about myself. Is I've always had a huge heart, um, and uh, it was just. I mean, the question used to come always about, like, how did she get so much business? Because you didn't have a great system. You weren't, like, a process <laughs> guy. Like, it's just, like, it's because people just liked you. The, yeah, like, yeah. like, a couple walked in, and the guy liked him, and the woman liked him. And the guy didn't wasn't like, okay, this is, like, a douchebag. Really. No, absolutely. It's like, he wants to be your friend, and the wife thinks you're a sweetheart, right? Absolutely. That's it. That's, 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 that's the it. formula. That's the formula. People want to work with people they like. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like they, that's that's real estate, and, and people want to work with people they like. And th thank God, I have amazing clients. I've become friends because that's that's true. Thank you. I mean, I, that that is. It's funny you say that because. Uh, do you yeah. <laughs> do you have good systems now, or you still kind of? <laughs> you're still I, I do have a lot a lot better systems and a lot better uh, routines. Uh, okay. well, yeah, oh, routines. Good. It's. That's changed everything. Obviously, that's. Yeah. I mean, you know, and my daily routine, obviously, is waking up and thanking God. Say yep. three things I'm grateful for, and thanking God for them, and, and just starting that day of, of just putting bringing God into it. And that, you know, so this is going to be my third time going on my own, and, and yep. I want to kind of hold share on this before we do that. Yep. What's the time frame right now, Trish? Because I have one last thing I want to say before yep. we go. We wrap it. It's three thirty. Okay, cool. So we're gonna wrap it, but okay. so that's okay. I won't get into the. To the well, Shane's a good ahead. golfer too. Well, let's, let's but, talk that, about that. but golf's a big part of your business too. And Go I think it's golf important is for us to, to bring it huge. because because you're really good at golf and people like playing with you, which helps. Absolutely. And so I love golf, and um, it, it has been a blessing for me in my business. I'm fun to golf with. I I golf with a, a CFO of a big company a while back, a couple um, weeks ago, and he's a uh, he's you know he's a very perfectionist. Very, yeah. Very, you know. And so he starts playing bad, hitting bad shots. And I go, bro, you're not good enough to get mad. Like, stop, <laughs> <laughs> like, stop getting mad. And then, and then uh, on the radio, I played uh, Yacht Rock radio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He started listening to Yacht Rock, and he loved it. And he's like, this is awesome. And, yeah. and like changed this whole freaking thing. Like, you're yeah. going to have fun, bro. Like, yeah. just enjoy it. So, you know, and, and I... Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Yes, so golf that's is good. definitely so that's that's a huge part of your business, and, and obviously being a member out of DMB or out of DC Ranch doesn't hurt, right? Uh, absolutely, it's so. been a blessing. Yeah. All right, so um, this is the last thing we're going to talk about. Okay. Which is big news, yes, sir. So let's let's drop it. Uh, today is what? What's today? Today is today it tenth? The eleventh. Eleventh. So August eleventh, two thousand twenty-one. Shay Castro, what'd you do today? <laughs> today I officially became part of EXP Realty. Going, uh, going back on my own, baby. Going back on going his back own. on my own, and uh, it left your friend slash mentor and and, and Frank Azami in a I really love super wonderful way, and which is absolutely awesome. Frank and I talked. Absolutely gave me his blessing. I love him to death. He he wished me well. He's such a good guy. He's such, such a, a good dude. such a good dude. I love him so much, and so you know, and uh, and it just I, I'll tell you a quick EXP story. Is back in 2016, Glenn Sanford the the founder oh, yeah. and CEO yeah. was, it was actually a billionaire now. He's truly a billionaire. Yeah. Um, I met with him and Brian Colhane. And at the time, they you know, the stock was just going public or was about to. They offered me 30,000 shares of stock plus an incentive program where if I recruited people over, they would give me stock options. They don't do that anymore. But right. back then. And so I was thinking about this last night because I was like, should I share this or not? And I did. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually have the email too. I, I just showed it to Brian. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't think about that. You're going to get depressed. <laughs> But all that stock right now, um, literally, it would be over ten million dollars. I'd have over ten million dollars worth of stock just in stock alone right now. If I if I, if I didn't let fear be mm. the assassin of opportunities, because I will tell you, the fear I had in two thousand sixteen was EXP is no no the brand. I need a nice brand. I need this. Yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna lose all my real estate business. Clients aren't gonna work with me because that. And that's yeah. You know, clients are gonna work like you said. People that they like and they know that they're smart. They know that they're gonna work on their behalf. They're going to be give honest feedback and be uncomfortable yep. conversation, not be afraid of them yep. and, and communicate and just be there, be their ally, be an agent. Like you're a freaking agent, like yeah. a sports agent. Like yep. these athletes hire, pay millions of dollars for these sports agents to work on their behalf. Like yep. that's, that's why I think this real estate industry will never go away. Cause you always need, have a need for that. So yeah. I, um, I'm, I'm going over my fears and I go into EXP and I'm, and you know, their rev share model, like that is the, the, what really just did it for me. Like, 
you know. Well, that's why Brian's such a Brian's like the the king of not making of not fear, <laughs> no, of no fear, no fear. Because he went over early, early. And, I mean, just he was like the first guy I knew that was over there, and that was probably what thirteen or two thousand thirteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. I met with him. Right, actually, I think the same day I met with you for coffee at Coffee Bean. I met with him that wow. same day, and he was telling me about it, and it was just crazy. And I wish I would have went there, and I and I, yeah. but I've always believed in him, and so who, he's who I'm going to be working, yeah, um, part, partnering with. Yeah, okay. And you know, it's just like he. I'll just quickly just. I know yeah. you probably know the rev model and all that stuff, but like it's an eighty twenty split. Um, it's a sixteen thousand dollar cap. So when you make sixteen and it goes to a hundred, you get then you're yeah. good for the rest. Of, you know, I've already given this year, you know, six figures to my broker yeah. on, on my split. So. You know, that, that split is everything. And, and so, if, you know, EXP is so brilliant because that 20%, so 80-20, the 20% percentage goes to EXP, and then the rest of the percentage goes to your upline. And so you are literally revenue share. You're sharing into the revenue of the commissions. So I bring five people over, which I think I can do pretty easily. It's going to be hard work, but I can be. Yeah. And this is a five by five. If I bring five people over, and each of those five people bring five people. So that'll take time, maybe a year, maybe yeah. less. But, you know, I'm going to, anyone I bring over, I'm going to work my butt off to help them. I'm going to partner with them to bring other people on. Yep. So if those f five people bring five people and that happens, I'd make $100,000 off of them if they each hit their cap, which is 16000 which is $2.5 million in sales. That's not a lot. So yeah. if an agent can sell $2.5 million in a year, mm -hmm. and that year I'd make six figures just on that. I mean, that right there. That's a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, and, that's, and it's a good pension. It's a good, it's a good, you know, residual income and, yep. and to grow it. And, you know, I'm going to, and I, I just want to, if I can just say this in, on, in here, if anyone's listening as a, as a realtor, you're producing, you have a book of business, you have buyers, you have sellers, and you're thinking about like, just let me talk to you. Like, let me take you to lunch. Let me take a coffee. Let me take you golfing at DC ranch. Like yeah. I, I would love <laughs> to take you out golfing yep. and just talk to you about it. And if you're a new agent or thinking about me becoming a realtor, like I've had a lot of experience. Like I've, so in my 15 years since or till, till yeah. now, I've worked with Andrew Bloom for two years. Mm -hmm. I worked with Walt Danley for two years. And then Frank Azami also seven years. So yeah. I have great experience working with some amazing some big, agents. Some big ballers. Big ballers. And yeah. I've learned something yeah. from each of them. They're all just incredible, incredible at what they do. And uh, and I've just been so blessed to have that. Two years is a long time to spend with somebody yeah. to learn what they do. And totally. so I'm just going to implement all that. So. Well, I think it's a good time for you because it's, it's like you said, you're on this new journey, new path. And this is something you've never done. You've never had anybody underneath you. You've had, never had somebody. You've never had a team, mm -hmm. which is really what you should be having now, right? You yeah. should have like, people underneath you, then you that kind of work like the Frank Azami, now it's Jay Castro team, and you really have people. Yeah. You, you know, it's never really happened. So it's a good time for you to you to give it a shot. Absolutely. I mean, your energy's there. Energy's there, and I'm gonna. I and so can I tell you what my logo is gonna be? Like I was <laughs> yeah, thinking about this. Sure. So so my dad, um, when he was very successful, had his own accounting firm, mm -hmm. and his name is Gaston Castro. So it was a little G mm -hmm. with a big C around it. So a big C and then a little G inside of it. So I'm gonna do Shea Castro Group. I'm gonna do a big C, a, a C below, and then a little G in it. So kind nice. of the exact same logo as my dad. And that's, that's going to cool. be a character of my dad. And then, and Dude, that's great, man. Thank that's you, full man. circle, full, full circle. And, and, um, absolutely. And well, I, I can tell that like, I, I for everybody that like, we were going to do this like three weeks ago, but like, he's been like just super agony. You know, he agonizes over things because he cares. Right. Yeah. So he does not try to hurt anybody's feelings. He want to make sure he's doing the right, making the right decision. Take the high and road. So he walked yeah. in today and I was like, well, I guess we won't talk about, you know, I said, well, my sister said he wanted to wait till he went over to EXP and I was like, he's never going there. He goes, well, actually <laughs> I, I just did that. today. <laughs> Game time. I was like, uh, okay, never mind. And, so. and, and and like I said, this will be my third time kind of doing my own thing. Yeah. And what and the difference is because some so I've had a lot of people say, "Oh, you're gonna your mindset's fail. different now." <laughs> mindset's of, and I have God with me, bro. Like yeah. I and and I have a um a, a Bible scripture that I read every single morning. It's on my mirror. Do you mind if I say it? It's, no, go uh, It's Ephesians three twenty, and it says, "Now to him who's able," I'm talking about God. Now, now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to His power that is work within us. To him be the glory in church in Christ Jesus for all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Read that every morning, bro. And you haven't lost your memory from all that partying. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for letting me share that. I didn't I was gonna do that. So Hey, it's all good, man. Yeah. This is what it's about, being yeah. real and raw. Yeah. I guess this is uh the most 
real and raw we've gotten yet. Yeah, for and, sure. And for Seriously? Sure. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, we've had some pr- pretty, we've had some good stuff, but this is like depth of like, what? nobody's nobody's opened up as well. And that's, this is why we're doing this. So so basically, you know, you did exactly what we were hoping you would do. So we appreciate it. Absolutely, and absolutely bro. Did. And can I tell you, like, I love you, bro. I've known you a long, long time, man. We've been through a lot. And yep. so, like, I appreciate you just giving me this opportunity to, you know, absolutely, talk man. about this. And, like, yeah, it's it's good. It feels good to just get real with, you know. That's, that's what do. life's all about, right? Hey, like, bro, now yeah. you're going to go on a circuit, like, podcast <laughs> Everybody's going to want to shake. If we can give some people to listen to our podcast yeah, uh, and your... hear you, then you can maybe get on some other podcast. But Let's make it Are happen. Are you going to write a book someday? You think? Like this wow, sounds that, like a, this I, sounds like a okay. Book we just opened up another hour. No, can I can I tell you? I've been thank you for saying that because I've been praying about that, and I, I've I actually so one of my friends, he's a PhD, he's very smart, but he's a non-believer. He's and you know sometimes people that are t- so smart and you know have their PhDs and you mm-hmm. know very strong education, they're the strongest non-believers, and because they're overthinkers. Uh, yeah, and 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 I had this deep conversation with him and I talked about love and how God is love and you know all in the Bible what love is mm-hmm. love is kind and, and forgiving and everything and, and he's read all these books and he's you know quoting all these amazing authors and then he looks at me he's like we should write a book together and and like he said that literally just a couple days ago and cool. and and I've been praying about that and thinking about that so it's on my heart and and I think I have a great testimony and share story to share that I think hopefully we'll yeah, resonate with people. It'd be cool too, hearing it from like the other side too. Like you're the two of you together. One guy's that's like over here, and the other guy's that's over here. Yeah, and you know different perspectives. A lot of the things you know that you guys got going on, but I don't even know that's direction. But it sounds cool to me. Thank yeah. you, because like I'll tell you, science, science, and the Bible should help each other instead of being against each other. Like you it, learned that at CCV. I, I learned that a lot of places. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to wrap it up here. Um, thanks again, dude. This is awesome. Yeah, uh, it went exactly how I kind of hope it would, and uh, a little deeper than I even thought it was that was even there, So, which is even cooler. Um, so, again, thank you, VIP Mortgage, for allowing us to uh, have this room. Thanks, Trey. Your money over there. I saw you thinking a lot. And obviously, thank Trish. Thank you, Trisha, for, uh, for staying on Shay and then producing the show for us. Um, everybody, the only way we can keep doing this is we need everybody to go on to our social media and YouTube, go on YouTube, like, and subscribe, ring the bell. That's, I've gotten good at that one. Okay. Uh, go on Instagram, go on Facebook and LinkedIn, um, and, uh, comment, share, please like everything. Um, this is going to be a really good one. I think for people to, to want to listen to see how deep we actually can get on this show. Yeah. And it's cool for everybody that knows Shay and, 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 you know. Not that anybody doesn't like you, but like them or love them or whatever. Uh, you don't know this stuff. So if you're wondering what, why he got so into church and so and being so godly and uh, why his business has gone better and yeah. <laughs> everything in his life seems to be better, this is the one you really need to check out. So um, please, please, please go on to Real Talk with Ryan Madrid. And we're on all the, the podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Um, and check us out. Shay, please also... Yeah. Promote us today. Absolutely. Promote us um, yeah. and, and got, keep it going. And yeah. I, yeah, I think this is going to be good because this is going to be a good testimony for you. With, like sharing with all your friends from, from church and your small group and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Do you have a YouTube channel, Shay? I do not. You should get one. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, it's part yeah. of your next process absolutely. of EXP. Uh, absolutely. And that's, that's the thing. I mean, like, there's so many opportunities that I have, you know, yeah. been let fear not let me do this. And, like, and I'll say this. I couldn't have shared that story about my dad. If I didn't forgive him, that's another thing I had to do. I, and it was, it was a praying thing. It was a God, you oh. know, my pastor said, you got to forgive him. God's forgiven you for what you've done, Shay. Yeah. Uh, who are you not to forgive your father? So I literally had to um, forgive my father. And once I did that, it like, I couldn't mention my dad's name without breaking down and crying. And now I can share that. And, and, uh, yeah. and now I have this uh, freedom to do that. Yeah. And, yeah, well, so. there you go. I, I think it, you can have an impact on uh, on everybody who's kind of struggling with something. So I think it, it's going to make every single person think. That's for sure. So Thank you. thanks again. And uh, yeah, check it out. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. Real Talk is brought to you by escrow, the letter S, grow. Disorganization and constant communication are huge problems in the real estate journey. And it's an issue that I think most real estate agents well, at least some real estate agents uh, struggle with in their CRM systems. There's a lot of options out there and a lot of people have different ones 
And when I'm speaking with the agents that are that we work with or that are our referral partners, the big hurdle is the actual creation of the templates and actually creating the the automation that goes out for milestones. So escrow kind of takes all that away. So everything's pre-written for you. You have multiple choices to, to go from, um, to choose from, I'm sorry. So if you're looking for a CRM system that is super easy to use and will eliminate a lot of the confusion and the heavy lifting up front, go to escrow.com, S, the letter S, grow.com. VIP Mortgage Incorporated does business in accordance with the Federal Fair Lending Laws, NMLS ID 145502. For state-specific licensing, please visit www.vipmtginc.com forward slash national hyphen licenses forward slash. VIP is not acting on behalf of or at the direction of the FHA, HUD, or the federal government. VIP is an equal housing lender.